So we are continuing our systematic study of um, the Acts of the Apostles. And we want to pick up at the fourth chapter, first verse. Fourth chapter, first verse, where we read, The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Uh, there's not a whole lot of solid history on the Sadducees. It's, it's, they were a sect. They were a religious group. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of uh, historical information uh, that's extra biblical, if you will. Um, most theologians posit that they, they existed from the second century BC, um, kind of caught up in the Hasmonean uh, uh, um, empire revolt, if you will. Uh, but we're not going down that rabbit hole. But as I often share, when it comes to scripture, repetition, you need to focus on things that are re repeated in the text. Uh, and twice in these two verses, Luke writes that the reason for the Sadducees confronting Peter and John was that they were teaching. Teaching. You know, it's like, boy, uh, since when is that a crime? Um, well, in the Sadducees, who's in charge of the, both the priestly and the laity, uh, in charge of the temple goings-on, if you will, well, they believed that they were the only ones they were the oracle of God that you can't, you can't just, you know, just anybody just can't come get up here and preach. It's not open mic, so to speak. Um, and not only that, they were expounding on Jesus and his resurrection. They were teaching. That wasn't bad enough. They're teaching about the resurrection. Um, they believed that unlike the Pharisees, they did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. They held fast to the Pentateuch, first five uh, books of the Bible, uh, and they didn't find anything. They, they should have looked a little carefully, uh, but they didn't find anything there that would support the resurrection of the dead. So what you have here is a disbelief in a bodily resurrection, and on top of that, denials of angels and spirits, um, they were also loyal to the Roman government. This is my, this is my gig. This is, we're in charge. We may be under occupation, but we're still in charge. Uh, and there's a desire, relatedly, a desire to maintain the status quo, and then, as I shared before, an adherence to the Pentateuch. So what are you saying, Pastor Meeks? What I'm saying is that everything that Peter and John was doing was a direct threat to everything that they held important and sacred. 
I know, you're probably thinking, okay, so what's that? Um, you do know that your faith is equally challenging today. If you haven't had that issue, you need to circle back into what it is you actually are professing or believing. Um, being ostracized or worse should not be surprising. Um, what did you do? Nothing other than I profess my faith. Okay, well, here's a related question. What is it we are professing? What, what, what is it? That's not rhetorical. That's, that's a very serious question. What is it we are professing? What is the faith that we are professing? Uh, what is foundational to our faith? What is non-negotiable? Uh, good deeds? Good deeds? Is that, is that, is that our faith? Community service, moral character. You know, a lot of us like to hang on that way, you know, as the old adage said, you know, I don't smoke and I don't chew. That's like, there's a lot of folks that don't smoke and chew. But if we're not careful, those are, that becomes the foundation of our faith. Uh, as Paul said, this is Paul's words, uh, as I found out from I.O. this morning, the message version is called the ghetto version. I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that, I.O. I thought, I thought it was more just kind of thought for thought. So now that gives me a new, new window to look through. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. If that's all there is to our faith, uh, we can, uh, I find it interesting as I was preparing this and, 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 and typing this out that the ghetto version uses inspiration, uses inspiration. Some, 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 some versions use the word hope, but I think that this really, that's your homework, uh, Sister Meeks. That's your homework for today. Uh, please read the 15th chapter of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. That's everybody's homework. I'm just calling out Sister Meeks. Uh, she does her homework, too. I just just kind of, along with Erica. Erica say, I do my homework there. Erica J. So, um, inspiration seems to be the motivation for a lot of people that profess Christ. That's it. I, I'm, I'm kind of inspired uh, to do that. Uh, maybe that's why it can be easy for many, many that see our faith as inspirational to view all religions equally. Maybe I'm going. Maybe I'm going down a trail that there, there. I shouldn't be going, but I'll go there anyway. Um, because if inspiration is the source, if if that's it to our faith, just inspiration, um, then what inspires the next person? If that inspires you, fine. Be inspired. 
Oh, you're inspired if, if you do that? That's wonderful. Be inspired. Um, that's why it's, it's, it's very um, risky, harmful, um, and just accepting others' sources of inspiration and putting it all on the plate of faith and saying they're all equal. They're not all equal. As Paul goes on to say, but the truth is that Christ has been raised up. The first and a long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemeteries. Our faith is wrapped up, tied up, uh, just there is no daylight between the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is our faith, real faith. And our real faith will cause us to do and act in ways that are unexplainable and controversial. It's not being, uh, being obnoxious or not being obnoxious. I'm just living my faith. And in the living of my faith, that will automatically bring confrontation. Um, why? Because, as the song goes, we serve a risen Savior and he lives within my soul. It's that faith that, uh, as those of you who have uh, been with us for more than a minute, uh, you've received that copy of uh, John Stott's small book, Radical Disciple. Being a Christ follower is not an and one to the rest of your life. It, 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 it doesn't just round out the, the sharp edges of life. It doesn't just make you uh, uh, a better husband. What are, you, what, are you, what are you saying, Pastor Meeks? You mean are Christ followers bad husbands? No, I'm not saying that. But if, that's, if it's inspiration that you're looking for, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're not, you're not, you're not, you, you don't see the faith in Christ foundationally in a way that will transform It'll make you a better husband. It'll make you, a, it'll, it'll make you, dare I say, radical. But if it's just inspiration, I can feel inspired today and maybe not so much next week. Um, and it's that faith, it's that radical behavior that flies directly in the face of religions and religious and cultural norms. It's true now and it was true then. Verse 3, they seized Peter and John because it was evening. They put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. We're just dealing with these four verses today, so uh, you, know, you don't have to let the smells next door to really uh, mess up with your mind. It's like, yeah, we'll be heading over there in a minute. Uh, in a minute. Uh, the church grew not because of a lack of opposition, but in spite of the opposition. I have come to, uh, I have come to recognize the the evil one is evil. 
evil one is not stupid. The evil one is evil. But the evil one is also obvious. And, and, and I, have come, I have come to, as, as I've aged, if I am Medicare eligible, uh, know that the evil one, is his, his, his goal is to steal, kill, and destroy, to create wedges to, to, to mess us up both in a community way, in a familiar way, the dog starts barking crazy. It's like, what's the matter with the dog? Uh, you, never, you would never associate, well, maybe, maybe just maybe uh, he's acting in a way that he would not normally act. What are you saying, that, that somehow the dog is possessed? I'm just saying the evil one is evil. And a lot of times we will... If, if, if we're not rooted, if we're not understanding of what it is we are called to be and do, then sometimes I'm nice to my wife, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I like my husband, sometimes I don't. Because it's, you know, I'm just not inspired for that day. I'm reminded, uh, you've heard me, you know I, well, I don't like movies, no need telling that tale, uh, but, but the one movie I do like and I refer to with, with, uh, with, with frequency is, again, The Untouchables and um, Sean Connery and uh, uh, um, Kevin Costner. And again, it's Sean Connery in his death scene, grabbed Kevin Costner, you know, Elliot Ness, by the lapels and said, what are you prepared to do about it? This is a situation that we have. What are you, what are we prepared to do about it? Are we content to go along so we can get along? To fit in so others can see that I'm a nice person? So that, I, I, you know, I really don't want to say or do anything that might be seen as Peter and John-like because it may not lead to that next promotion. You know, so, you know what, I might, yeah, I just, you know, I know I should say something, but I'm not, I just, again, I've shared before, I'll share again. Uh, there was a situation that came up, I'm an executive with the state of California. It was. Uh, and, and someone, my supervisor, asked me to do something that was wrong. I would not do it. That ended the promotional path. Oh, Pastor Meeks, why did you do that? You know, you oh, come on. So you see, if you would have stayed there and then, then things would have worked out and then you would have, it's like, no, here was the choice. It was a clear choice. Lie or tell the truth. There was no rationalizing. There was no... Well, you know, God knows my heart. Um, what stand are we taking? Not even willing to take. I just, you know, it's, Tim Keller said, gone on to be with the Lord, died of pancreatic cancer. He says, death is theoretical until it comes to you. Our faith is theoretical 
until it comes to you. So I won't ask what is it you would be willing to do. Let's just go back in time. What is it you have done? Reflect back on your life and in your behavior. What is it you have done that you can say, you know what? This was a bright red light. This was a this was a land not this was a line not in sand but in concrete that is formed. I will not do this. That's why Joseph could do, say what he said. It's like, how can I sin when the situation came up with the, it's like, who's going to tell two consenting adults? It's like, no, no, no. How can I do this sin? Not only against my supervisor, but against God. That's foundational. I can't do that. He didn't say I didn't want to do it or it wasn't tempting or it was, a, you know, he's a, I can't do this. Okay, all right, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm all but done. Paul said to his protege, Timothy, um, everyone who wants to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Everyone who wants to live godly will be persecuted. That's why there aren't, you know, that's why there aren't a whole lot of raised hands when it comes to who will, who will go. Who, who will go? Isaiah was given that opportunity. And he said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not I'm really not the person you should be asking. You're, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm imperfect. I have unclean lips. And I live amongst people that are equally unclean. See, 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 God, here's the deal, John King. God isn't looking for perfection. He could have created that. He oh, was a mistake. It was like, God didn't just, oh, my goodness, I didn't see Adam and Eve doing this. Oh, man, he just messed up my plan. Oh, jeez, what am I going to do next? Okay, all right, Jesus, you got to go. You know, it's just like from the foundation of the world. This was God's plan. Why would he choose to use me? Why would he choose to use you? I'm imperfect. He wants us to embody that perfect message and to, again, just don't, when you, I was amazed. Uh, I was, uh, as you all know, Sister Meek stood down. She did not, she does not have an affinity for Mickey Mouse. I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> and so last week I was on a Disney cruise, just a little three-day cruise with a set of the family down in San Diego. It's, it's a lot of mouse down there. You'll just put it that way. It's a lot of mouse. But I was amazed that one of the... Um, 
the, uh, the servers. Um, gosh. He had an arm full of cloches and dishes, and, and, it, and he didn't spill not one thing. And he brought it to the table, and he served us. He didn't prepare the food. He didn't, all he did was bring it to the table. That's all he did. And he didn't drop it. He was trained. He put himself in that position to take what was given him to give. That's all we have to do. That's all. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for you. You already know I'm not perfect. I think some of us need to recognize, look in the mirror and say, you know what? Stop beating yourself. Stop holding yourself back. I can't do this. You know, if, 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 if people knew uh, my past, it's like people, you should be worried about God. And God already knows. <laughs> so it's like, there are, I get it. There are things I would not tell my best friend. I don't care who that person is. It's like, you'll never know that. Oh, Pastor Meeks, what have you done? Same thing you've done. <laughs> Same stuff. Same stuff. No, not you. I thought you were born on Holy Avenue. It's like, <laughs> guess again. But we put ourselves in that Peter and John-like situation because they believed what they believed and they were willing and we will see that they got, they got, and here's the deal. Now here's, I mean, I almost forgot this and this was the, this was the takeaway. This was the, the kicker. What happened? The church grew to 5,000 people. That's some pretty serious growth. And they didn't have a direct mail campaign. They didn't go door to door. They, did, they, they, they didn't even phone a friend. You know, they, 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 they put themselves in this position to share their faith. And we go up to 5,000 now. I was reading something uh, one of the uh, theologians was, was writing. Uh, we like to think that, you know, Palestine at that time, Israel, was just replete with, with uh, uh, Orthodox Judas, Jews. Uh, the reason they, the, 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 the leadership, the Sadducees in this case, were, were so concerned, they had a right to be concerned because this was sweeping over and taking over what was, up until that time, the accepted faith and orthodoxy. You want to change the community? You want to change the world? You know, we, 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 we continue to hand ring. Uh, we, uh, Sister Meeks and I, were, were, were blessed to uh, have uh, lunch with a couple um, up in Amador County somewhere. Um, divine serendipity, how we met. Um, but the, what the world is doing is looking at everything and nibbling off what's left of their fingernails. 
and saying it's all it's all imploding it's all coming to an end well yeah actually we're we're the arc of the, the arc of the universe is coming to an end and it's not for us to be well let's just sit back and just you know pop the popcorn and just watch the show no it's not what we're called to do what we are called to do is like what peter and john were doing is to press forward share our faith and even be willing to lay down our lives if necessary. It's easy for me to say, you know, I've lived my life, as Dr. Martin Luther King would say. You know, I've had a full life. But what about someone that's 25? Shalene. Willing to lay down my aspirations. For you, what I aspire to, God, what do you want me to do? That's enough. Bow your heads and hearts with me. Our Father, our God, thank you. Thank you for all you continue to do for, through, and with us. Father, we, we see the example. Scripture is just filled with example after example of, um, see, not just the early church, but the prophets before them. They, they, they gave, they died. That didn't stop their preaching. They gave up everything we would call dear for the cause of Christ. Thank you, Father, for this uh, reflection and this memory. Let us take it, apply it, and um, do the work of the kingdom. It's in the name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ. Let every heart say, Amen.